Holly. Yeah. Do you want to sing in the intro or do you just want to jump right into it since well, this is Beatles? Well, Beatles that our intro music doesn't have lyrics. I know that. Am I singing a Beatles song? You could sing a Beatles song, but it's got to lead into the the theme song. Okay, I got this. Okay, go. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. Did that work? That's pretty great. I appreciated your dynamics. Thank you. Well, actually, a podcast for nerds who think they know everything about the Beatles, Beatlemania, the 60s even, and popular music. I'm your host, Kane Holloway, and uh, also with me, my co-host, the very funny three-named Holly Annabelle with one L, Brown, Hannah Banana. You did it! I did it! Effortlessly! Oh, good job. Also, pro-choice Holly. Pro-choice Holly. Or abortion Holly, depending on how you Ooh, look at it. Right. Yeah, how grim we want to be, I'm fine with either. <laughs> and Holly Brown Beans, Holly Brown. Is thank you, great. Hurricane. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're the only one that calls me that. And we got our Beatles maniac. Ooh. He like knows that. everything yeah. about the Beatles. Luke Wall Hi. is here. From St. From St. Louis. And you're, uh, you said singer, right? Singer, yeah. Singer. Mm-hmm. An so, actor. Singer, actor. Musical theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to get to talk about the Beatles. I know. I'm it's so, so excited. Yeah. I, I, was at a, I was at a pool party for the 4th of July. Whoa. I, I was told <laughs> that there was a Beatles fan there who was a big, uh, you know, Jeff Baldinger, comedian Jeff Baldinger. That sounds very familiar. And he cornered me in a, in a room uh, and just just went off about the Beatles. And so, and then I was like, ooh, let me test out some of my quiz questions uh-huh. on you. Oh, snap. And he well actually, the shit, I had to change my No questions. way. Because he's like, that doesn't make any sense. That's, no that's way. too pedestrian. He just kind of shit all over my Beatles question. I did the same Um, thing with Brad. I sent him my, or I told him my questions and he was acing them. And I was like, I wrote things next to him. That's why I had needed a day to change them. So I was like, change, change, change. I'm like, if Brad, Brad's like, if I can get these, Luke's going to nail these. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for making things harder for me. (laughs) Jeff, this is going to be. Jeff and Brad, making things hard. Uh, Before we get into it, shout outs, shutdowns this week. Mm. uh, Mm. One of our two bankable episodes that we're doing because I'll be on my honeymoon. Well, when you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. I'll be in Disneyland. Wait, that's gonna be your honeymoon with my wife. You're you're going to Disneyland or Disney World? Disneyland. Are you staying in a hotel? Yeah. Which one? Nice. One of them. One of the Disneyland (laughs) ones. One of them. One of the ones to me. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wherever Mickey is, that's where I'll be. Not Kelsey, not wherever Kelsey is. I don't know what she's doing. She's on her own, doing her own thing. (laughs) I can't believe you're going to Disneyland for how long? Uh, For a week. 
Holy that's shit! Fun. I know. So that's my that's my shout out. I'm a little mad you're gonna go to Galaxy's Edge before me, dude. We're gonna go. Apparently, I'm they so changed uh, Space Mountain to Hyperspace Mountain since. It's oh, they right, put it back. Yeah, since it's right in the middle of. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's only for a limited time. Okay. So it's only for this summer. Oh my god! What made okay? What made you guys want to go to Disneyland? Kelsey's a big. She's all about Disneyland. All right. She loves it. I've been there twice. I don't remember. I'm bad about. Um, I'm bad about knowing the names of rides. Okay. She'll be like, what ride do you want to go on? I, I don't know, because I don't know the names of the rides. You're like, Lightning the, Road. The one in a boat that goes around. <laughs> right. I'm like, the Jurassic Park. She's like, Universal <laughs> Studios. Okay. You name movies. Yeah. Uh, but we could to Bernie's. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm in. I'm cool. I, you know, my fav- one of my favorite Disney movies is The Little Mermaid. They don't have a Little Mermaid. Yes, they do. They do. What? Yeah. They, they built it a few years ago. Yeah. It's, again, it's like a little boat ride type thing. It's, oh. it's, for, it's for kids, but it's very cool animatronics. So I definitely recommend it. It's in California Adventure. Is, uh, is Flounder? there flounder's oh, yeah. fucking there they're all there i love flounder yeah that's so underrated if you he want is. the storyline to follow the film it will not much like most disney's children's rides they're like you know what let's put the villain in the front and you're like wait no that happened at the end of the film you do get the cool thing where it looks like you're going underwater though in that ride at the beginning of it do you oh remember that? yeah like you turn around and like it they have this cool effect where it yeah. looks like you're Diving, it's a good, diving into the water. See? Right. See? Right. I'm excited for you because a week is like, you can totally take your time. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. like, there's, especially if you're staying at one of the hotels, they have really nice pools. So you can fucking lounge. I like to lounge. Then fucking take your time. I'm lounge oh, Holloway. And, and food there for me is huge. I worked mm-hmm. at the World Disney World oh, for my four God, yeah. years. Really? But yeah, as an entertainer. And I will tell you, like, the best part, I always tell people the best part of Disney is the food. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've got a little extra cash to spend, Go to some of those nicer restaurants. It's totally worth it. It's right. some primo chefs. They do chefs good yeah. shit. Primo stuff. Kelsey was saying she wants to get a corn dog. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, Cool Whip? Not yeah. Cool Whip. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Yeah. What is that? What's Dole Whip? It is pineapple soft serve Oh. In, with, in pineapple juice. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. good. Tastes, it's a little, tastes a little snack. Mm. <laughs> I like that snack. That's my sh- that's my uh, shout out. My shutdown is: Hey, Starbucks, just make <laughs> the drink the same every time. Yeah, just yeah. make the drink the same. Yeah, I don't understand why I order the I order my drink, uh, uh, and I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I know it. Uh, cold brew. Almond milk, extra almond milk, because they always put like a little less. Yeah, it's not quite enough. And then, and then uh, 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 raspberry Rat- syrup. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. I've never had that. That's what everybody says. There, no one ever says, hmm, that sounds like I'll try it. Everyone goes, oh, that's interesting. And then no one ever tries it. But I'm telling you, it's delicious if you make it the right way. But for some reason, they, they think they're artisans and craftsmen of coffee. And so yeah, there are no subway different. artists. And then for some reason, the one, I, the one I've gone to twice now, the, the, the raspberry syrup just sits at the bottom huh. with, the, with the almond milk. So it's all black coffee and then this little like white surface. Weird. What do some people do in that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. And that's not your job to mix it. Yeah, I'm not the mixer. I'm the drinker. You're the drinker. Thank you, Luke. You're welcome. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, 
that's how you know my week's going pretty good. Yeah. I'm about my, coffee. my week's going great. You started with about to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Get my fucking coffee right. They do have Starbucks at Disneyland all over. Okay. Yeah. They have a big that's old good. Starbucks yeah. um, in both outside and in both. So, oh, you know where they have? Oh, you don't drink beer. Never mind. You don't drink beer. <laughs> don't worry about it. Hey, okay. don't worry about it. I bet it was good. <laughs> it was good. I bet it was good three years ago. But now it's closing because you're not going to go. <laughs> Uh, um, my shout down will be it's not a recent thing, but it's a memory. I'm shouting down a memory of when I went to last time I went to Disney World. I was eating the food. Oh my god, having a great time. Disney World rules. Ate all the food. Never had a problem. Always good food, especially at a theme park. That's kind of tricky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my family went to uh, Universal Studios. I had a burger from this place that was the- themed after earthquakes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. It was right across from the. the, Yeah. yeah. Which I don't. I mean, I hope to God they had shakes because I don't remember. Like that would just go very. It would be. It's a real miss if they did. I I don't. I don't think they did. But I got a burger. Always generally a safe bet. I took one bite in it and I was like, I'm going to throw up. This is the gross. After eating Disney food, which sometimes the park food isn't like the extraordinary restaurant food that they have at Disney. It's just a good you know, decent park food. And then eating this Universal Studios burger, looking around at like the half acidness that Universal Studios puts in besides Disney, you just feel like I just ate like the last meal of my life. I'm going to die. And so I couldn't eat it. I pushed it to the side. And my little brother who at the time was like, I don't know, 17, 18. He's like, you going to eat that? And I was like, Carson, Carson, no, I don't think you should. And he's like, I'm going to eat it. I can't. I'm true little brother. (laughs) We are like the human garbage cans. Yes. So he, uh, so he ate it and I was fully grossed out. I will not, I don't think I'll ever be able to eat it. Universal Studios. Was that before they built Harry Potter? No. Oh, uh-uh. really? Well, after Harry Potter. Oh, because before gone to Harry one... Potter, they were real sketchy. Well, the, the food in Harry Potter is really it's good. delicious. Yeah. And that was my fatal mistake of not going to like the newest updated place to get food, but to go to like the earthquake restaurant. Which is closed now. See? I know exactly what you're talking Probably about. It has like a, a little seismic thing yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a theme. Yeah. I just love Universal Studios. They're like, we don't have, we don't have the things. We don't, let's just, put, I don't know, but... <laughs> Make it after a what's a natural disaster? <laughs> Make, tornado, tsunami. tornado place. <laughs> yeah, I like tsunami. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, mm. tsunami, tsunami. Oh, there we go. Don't stop. Universal's gonna steal <laughs> all these ideas. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to give them that away. Was good. Write it's them all down. Free stuff. Siri, tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was my a, shutdown. I like that. Shout out. Anything to shout out? Um, the film yesterday. Oh yeah! Did you see it? I know I didn't. I Did you didn't see it? I haven't seen it, seen it yet. No, it's is it great. It's good. Um, I'm always I, hesitant when they put out Beatles stuff. That's not like the star of the film is the Beatles, and that was to me was the most important factor going into a movie that was about like, like you know I don't know I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't no didn't love Rocket Man. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I yesterday, like I don't like it's not the greatest film of all time. And it, they took this really cool concept, like you you know the concept of mm-hmm. the film. They took this great... For those that don't... For those those that don't, fuck off. (laughs) The concept is this guy gets into a bicycle accident and he gets hit by a bus and then wakes up from a coma and he finds out he's the only one that remembers the Beatles songs. Um, The Beatles weren't a band. They never... They exist as humans, but not collectively as a band. And it's such a cool concept and the way they play with like... I don't know. It's almost... But they keep introducing nuggets of this concept and completely forgetting that that world exists and almost solely focusing on the fact that the Beatles, uh, like the Beatles aspect of it, like they keep introducing like 
okay, nobody knows the Beatles. And then the kid, the main character will go, oh, can I get a Coke? And then the flight attendant's like, a what? And he's like, a Coke, a cola? And he's like, I'll, I'll take a Pepsi. And she hands him a Pepsi. Like Coke doesn't exist in this world, but Pepsi does. So they keep doing little snippets of that, but they didn't dive into why the fuck, like no one's freaking, how did, first of all, Pepsi can't exist without Coke. Yeah. I yeah, literally just listened to a podcast about yeah, that. Right. No, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. That, That's that what I was, was thinking. poor writing on their yeah, end. It's a yeah. yin to the yang. But it's this crazy world in which like so many things are missing and there's clearly multiple people, not just he's not the only person that doesn't like that knows these things are missing. And I really wish they went more heavy on that aspect. Not that I I, I mean they could have done both. They could have done the Beatles and they could have also explained the reality more. Yeah, because if you learn about the Beatles, uh you realize that the move, the biggest fatal flaw the movie has is people like Ed Sheeran, Ed Lady Sheeran, Gaga, and a lot of these bands that are very popular today wouldn't, wouldn't exist. exist without the Beatles. Oh my God! Same, yeah. Same reason why Pepsi doesn't exist without Coke. Right. So it's, it's a difficult concept to where this guy gets popular today for Beatles music which was the inspiration for everyone else. Yeah, so it's, it's a little difficult. It's kind of weird to have a premise where it's like, hey, we're going to delete widely known as like the most popular and greatest rock band in history mm-hmm. as far as influencing other artists and people and then try to pick up where that leaves them. You know, yeah. like, where, what do we do with, right. with Ed Sheeran? Who I know is in the movie where it's like, you can't tell me that the Beatles weren't just a... a huge part of your influence growing up or just like a catalyst music. for british invasion music at yeah, all completely they were. they were it like would the rolling stones exist without the beatles would um you know i could i could totally name other british bands but i won't because i can't <laughs> but, <laughs> but no the Qu- beatles were like queen <laughs> no it's true yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, I'm just but, it, <laughs> but it's um, the queen. No, <laughs> um, but it's a cool like it's a still regardless. The lead guy is so good and they do kind of put minor spins on Beatles songs. Really nothing that would ruin the authenticity of the song itself. But like they'll mo- they modernize the song help a little more. And it was so cool. I, I hope they release an album of the way he sings the songs, okay. which I mean, says a lot to that guy or just not that guy. The the music behind it is that you can take all these songs everyone loves and like make them like a different and people aren't craving the other one in a way, but it was good. It's totally worth seeing. Very cute. Just needs like, I feel like it needed me to go in and punch it up. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm definitely a better writer. That's what I'm saying. Definitely good at punching things up. I've told you that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your punch up. So Danny Boyle, if you're listening. Yeah, Danny. Um, Fucking change your last name. Gross. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> nice last name. Stupid. <laughs> also hire me. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, that was my shout out. I like it. Yeah, That's good. good. What about you? Any shout outs? Shutdowns? Um, uh, well, I'm going to shout out and this is so something totally random. That, But um, for me, and this has nothing to do with anything other than just I love the fact that we're living in Los Angeles and it's July and I don't really have to turn my air conditioning on during the day. Oh, very true. It's been, I I know a lot of people are like, I'm ready for summer, but 
for those of people who live here long enough know that summer lasts until November. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't need it right now. I know mm. it's going to come. I'm going to get it. Right. So I just really enjoyed like windows down. Like this is what I moved to Los Angeles for mm-hmm. is 75 degrees and well, not gloomy like it always is, but you know, that beautiful yeah. weather. Yeah. We're way past. Well, actually June not gloom. way past, but we're out of June now. We I, don't you remember when growing up? Oh, you guys didn't grow up in LA. Do you remember growing up in LA? Sure. But just in general, like July is a ho- the hottest month. Yeah. July and August are the hottest months of any place. Yeah. So it's bizarre. Like I, what this says to me is it's going to be blazing hot oh, in yeah. October. Oh, yeah. Blazing. Sure. We may busting out those sexy Halloween costumes. I mean, give me a reason. <laughs> exactly. Warcraft yeah. is collecting dust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Great, yeah. great time to be alive. Good time. Nothing like weather talk on a podcast. No. Really <laughs> well, our new segment, Weather Chat, has <laughs> gangbusters, I find. <laughs> we have a lot of weathermen that listen to this podcast. We do. Weathermen? I said weathermen. that like it was not an James occupation. Weatherman, <laughs> yeah. Ted Weatherman. Yes, I love Susanna the weatherman. weatherman. Love yes, Ted. Of course. <laughs> Any shout downs? Shout downs. I know. Hey, if you don't want to be negative, don't got to be negative. But if there's anything you really want, if grinding your gears, I'll uh, Starbucks. Uh, you know what? I'll, you know, I'll tell you, you know, because everybody's loving it. <laughs> and I have one critique of the new Harry Potter mobile game. <gasps> what is it? Yes. Oh, where they, you change your face and stuff? What are you talking about? I, that oh, is an place. aspect of it, yes. But Change um, your face? We can take a picture and like... Oh, yeah, I did that. Like, I my did guy that. has a big old beard, like a haggard oh, beard. Oh. Because yeah. I can't grow one, so that's... Oh, me neither. I, have, I live vicariously uh, through my... my avatar. too. In many more ways than one. <laughs> me as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, my issue is, like, uh, playing the game, and I've been playing it pretty consistently, is that I don't feel like how well you cast a spell has anything to do with whether you capture the thing Yeah, because sometimes you completely... So, like, the do you, do you know the game at all? It's no. called Wizards Unite. Mm-hmm. It's um, the same company that made Pokemon Go, right? Yes, and it's a very similar concept. Yeah. You're going around trying to... Um, like, in Pokemon Go, you're trying to capture Pokemon by throwing Pokeballs. Mm-hmm. In Wizards Unite, you're trying to uh, help people. Like, there's this, this threatening... What is the whole thing called? The cata... Found, the foundables and confoundables. Yeah. So there's a whole plot line to what you're doing. And you're casting spells to try to, like, either free somebody from a block of ice or um, kill a vampire or something like that. And so in order to cast a spell, you have to follow the line of the spell. It's almost like you're holding your wand and doing that. Okay. But you're following a line. Yeah, you trace it on mm-hmm. your screen. Mm. And so depending on how well you do it and how quickly you do it depends on whether the spell is good, great, mm-hmm. or best is masterful. So obviously you would think, oh, if I've cast a masterful spell, this is pretty, I'm pretty solid to get this. But it really is kind of random. There have been times where I've cast really crummy, shitty spells, yeah. and like I've caught something. And then other times where I like, I will cast some real good spells. I mean, like, Professor McGonagall would like tear to her eye type stuff. Oh my god! And I just She'd be get like, nothing. Get him on yes. the Quidditch team. <laughs> yes. So that that's my shut down. No, Fix I, it. I agree. Fix it. I agree because I will literally like do it and it'll be absolute shit and I want the opportunity to do it again. Yeah. But for some reason it'll work and I'm like that. It, what is the point of the lines? Or other times I'm like right in the line and it says good. I'm like, oh, fuck you. That was great. That was like, amazing. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's very fun. Have you battled yet? I've I have done the challenges. I haven't battled another person yet. Oh, I haven't. I've only battled. But I've done like the little house. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And that's those, fun. Those are ones are really fun when you have to like kind of. I like the when you have to follow it with the. Yeah, one. it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more of a competition as opposed mm-hmm. to just like, well, I hope they give this to me. Right. It's like no, like, and you have to like defend and things. So that's that aspect I do enjoy, which I think is going to be more of the focus of the game as it evolves. Yeah. But um, I, I'm really tired of like missing out on spells and then standing on street corners just screaming at my phone <laughs> with people like, "What is wrong with you?" I don't love the um, the how much do- like backstory and stuff there is sometimes. It's a little much. When you click on a new, like if you open up your phone and there's a new challenge or Hagrid needs you to do something, there's like pages and pages of things you have to read, but you can't just skip. You just have to click, 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 click. So it goes by fast, but I'm never reading any of them. I'm just kind of like, cool, cool, Hagrid, I got this. I'm a master. Thank you. Let's catch. Yeah. Some unicorns. Yeah, exactly. It's re- it's fun. It's really fun. It's definitely taken my uh, attention from Pokemon Go completely. Well, I know we're going to Comic-Con in a couple yeah. weeks, and that's going to be crazy-go-nuts. I know. You're also <gasps> going to Comic-Con? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going oh, with damn them. It. He's yes. going before me. I'm going to meet them later. Yes. But I'm so... Oh my God, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Well, because we when we... I got to take a better picture on that app. The last time we went a few years ago was right after Pokemon Go uh-huh. had come out. And the first like night, I think on the Thursday night, they did a Pokemon Go pub crawl in the Gaslamp district. And it was just insane. Just so Does many people. The app like, like m- account for that? I, I think, I, I mean, I probably not usually, but I'm assuming because it was Comic-Con, they were yeah. probably like, oh, this is, yeah, this is our biggest promo right here Mm -hmm. for people so it was a ton of fun because you're just walking around and people are like oh i got this over here i did not i'm bad i did not do pokemon when i was a kid Uh, so i don't really know the names yeah Yeah, i played it but i was like not for me Mm -hmm. um but it was fun pokemon go was fun and it was definitely it added to the atmosphere of it so how cool i can't wait oh my god i'm so jealous i'm so excited when i'm in disneyland um, when do you get back? I get back the seventeenth. I think that's when I'm leaving. That's literally when we leave. That's it starts that no right that day. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God Sorry. damn. Sorry. How long you got how long is it the whole weekend? Yeah, so we're I know we're going down you're uh, we're going leaving on Wednesday. And I'm coming down after work Thursday night. Thursday night. And yeah. then we'll be there probably I'm guessing through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we'll come back. But even if you don't like last time we didn't have tickets to get in, we didn't have passes. But San Diego just turns into a giant convention. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everywhere. You, you, if you don't have passes, you can definitely go and fill the weekend with a ton of cool, right? Because they stuff. literally closed down Gaslamp Streets, I right? Mean, everything, like Petco Park, like they had a whole what? event in there, and yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. Oh my god, I'm so excited! It's so much fun. Oh, I'm it's so a excited. lot of fun. Oh, I'm so excited. Jack for all the new stuff that's going to be coming our way. Trailers. Oh yeah. Mulan baby dropped today. It did. Mulan, the, the Mulan teaser trailer. Yeah. Not thrilled. There's no music in it. Oh yeah. The, Is Eddie, okay. Eddie Murphy in it? No. What? Not seeing it. <laughs> Turns out he's not Asian. <laughs> what? I know. Here's the thing that I don't understand. If they're still alive, and then you make a re a reimagined version of it. Um, why aren't the people who voiced them originally? Why isn't Jeremy Irons, or is it Jeremy's? Jeremy. Iron? <laughs> Jeremy Spokane. Why isn't Jeremy's Iron in <laughs> as Scar in the new life? Because game? they're trying to make it more authentic to Why is Matthew Broderick, not Simba. I don't understand. You don't understand why in the country of Africa they but, might, but, but they Simone might have Pumbaa are are two white guys. 
That's true. You see what I'm saying? He's got a point. But I mean, I think. And also Zazu is. um, John Oliver. It's such good casting. Yeah, see? But I think that, like, I'm not, oh, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about the diverse casting. Look, I'm <laughs> just I don't, glad that they got, they stuck with James Earl Jones as yeah. Mufasa. Because that, I mean, let's face it, like, yeah, it's crazy how but, he, he that, yes, that's what I'm talking about right there. If, if James Earl Jones is in it, why isn't Irons is in, in it? Sorry, go ahead. No, but it's true though because, like, obviously, like James Earl Jones is in it because he has such an iconic voice, but. Jeremy Irons is too. Like, yeah. he, he like him singing "Be Prepared" is, I mean, eerie. Who yes. is who is Scar? I have no. Oh, uh, it's a Chitua Edgewafer. Oh, I yeah. love that guy. I'm yeah. not mad at all. He's I great. think if you get the casting right, I'm not like I understand. You know, this is their character. They originated. Why not give them a another opportunity? But in a way, like if everybody was the same voice actors, what would be the draw? If they're dead, I get it. If it was, but if it was but, Matthew Broderick, Jeremy Irons, um, the same exact people. I don't think that that you because they're going to different, different, I mean, differentiate the film from the animated film, so you also have to differentiate the voices because otherwise the tone might be similar. But Nathan Lane is so funny. Yeah, he's pretty good in in Lion King. He's just funny in general. I don't, yeah. I'm so. And he's alive. He's still kicking around doing Broadway and shit. Mm-hmm. Throw him in the movie. I'm it's, for me like I'm already, I'm already very skeptical of the film purely because I'm like. Look, we just did this like twenty years ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, like I really like I like I. We should be dead. Right. And yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Like when they made like the live action Jungle Book, I was like, that's fine because it's been it's been yeah. a while since that cartoon came mm-hmm. out. But this, like, when I heard they were doing it, I was like, okay, come on, like you give us a couple more original content things. They Disney. should have like, a rule where it. if you were born the year it came out, you have to be dead. <laughs> yeah. I do. Like when, it, when you're, when you're remaking comic book movies, uh, that just came out like the amazing spy, I kind of get it because from a, from a copyright standpoint, the, the industry or the, um, the production company that owns the rights to that will lose the rights, which is why they keep making bad Superman movies because the right WB will lose the rights mm-hmm. to Superman. Uh, Back to uh, Jerry and Joel's whole thing, uh, but so I get why they keep cranking out superhero movies, uh-huh. you know, to make money. Otherwise, they'll lose the thing. But Disney owns, yeah, the right. They didn't need to do this yet. Money, no? money, money. Yeah, exactly. That's all they want. Exactly. Yeah. So silly. But they're they're doing um. They're uh, my. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but he doesn't listen to this podcast. They're gonna do a live action Poca- no, Pocahontas, um, Snow White. He's listening now. Aaron, um, I talk, I start talking to him somehow. <laughs> they're doing a live action Snow White, and his company is being contracted to do the dwarves because they're going to CGI them all. Oh. Which I know that was my first instinct, but then I was like, well, I guess like I don't know. They're going to CGI the dwarves, all of the dwarves, because they want them to be very fantastical and like jump around. They want to be like mythical creatures, yeah, exactly. Not just like, but aren't not they just, just little people dwarves? Aren't they diamond diamond uh, they're diggin- miners? Yeah. yeah, they're diamond miners. Yeah. But they're they, not magical in the movie. No, they just not. room and board. They don't I know. Anything magical? It's like when I mean, Dopey might have something a little wrong with him, but. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he really does. <laughs> so, and Sleepy needs to get into an MRI yeah. and you, see what's wrong with him. Or maybe wrong. Doc needs to help out Sleepy. Doc needs to be doing something <laughs> other than just standing around being a diamond mine. I mean, what happened? Did Doc, he go to prison for malpractice? I probably. White collar crime, well, you baby. I wonder why all of these seven gentlemen just live together mining <laughs> off on their own. Like, right. Especially because, like, it's not that they don't have power. So dwarves, I mean, you would think, like, that's a dangerous... 
Yeah. You're working in a dangerous environment. Very. You're in the middle of a woods with witches and mm-hmm. huntsmen who just go out and kill people yeah. for the right price. So yeah. It's like... And also, I'm not, I'm no diamond miner. But is that how you get diamonds? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, I you know, you I watched in... Blood Diamond a few, like, I was about to say that. a while ago, and I, I don't think they could put that in a Disney movie. Oh. <laughs> like it's... I uh, I don't know. I think that's what the new Snow White's going to be about. Is like, listen, we know you were confused. Here's how you get a diamond. <laughs> Here's how you get diamonds. Take notes. Sure. I'm uh, just not. I don't like the idea of doing a live action movie with c- CGI as one of the like main main characters, multiple characters. Yeah. Like it, like Mulan. Although it's not a musical, it's looks it's live action. It's completely live action. Like even Aladdin looked a little um, too much CGI for me. Well, and even and I mean, we're even entering this age now where like. You know, we have the new Dark Crystal coming out where it's mm-hmm. the only CG they used was just to eliminate the performer, the puppeteer from the shot. But everything oh, is still so practical. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, this is exciting. I'm so excited for that because I think it's just I love puppetry and I think it's so cool. But it, it would be so neat to see that come back because that was such a huge part of it for us on things like Star Wars. Like. Jabba's not cool unless he's like an actual giant puppet sitting there. Like that's what made him cool. And you notice now too, if you're watching a movie and you know it's practical, you're like your your brain goes, "Whoa, cool!" Like it's not once something CGI, you're just kind of like, "Cool, they can do whatever they want." Well, and you can't tell me as an actor that you're not going to give a different performance standing next to this giant thing as Mm -hmm. opposed to a tennis ball. True. Like, well, this is a big dragon, but it's just a tennis ball for you to focus. Mm -hmm. It's like no. Not quite. Yeah, yeah that's a good really point. You really got to use your imagination. Yeah, you really got to like act. act. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Ooh, whatever that is. Uh. I can do that too. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, speaking of um, controversy, she. Oh, love it about that. a woman. Why don't we get into uh, the Beatles? The yeah, Beatles. Let's do it. Um, and and the reason for controversy. I was just talking um, oh. about this with Kelsey. Grab my laptop. Oh, go get your laptop. I like how you you were like I'm gonna real secretly. <laughs> I'm gonna secretly whisper into the microphone. Um, well, actually, let's skip past that real quick and just okay. go right into uh, why the Beatles. Like, what about them? Because uh, how old are you? Uh, 34. 34. So thir- at 34, what about the Beatles turns you into a super fan? Well, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think, first of all, being the age that I am, it, it's I grew up with my parents being Beatlemania. You know, my, our parents lived through that, so they got to experience a little bit more. But for me, I don't remember a time I didn't know Beatles music. And I was very lucky because my father was a radio disc jockey when I was growing up. So growing up, I had a wall of vinyls that just he had collected over the years. So of course he had like the entire Beatles catalog in there. So you grow up like kind of listening to this because obviously your parents are like, this is great music, you know, like you can listen to this. And But growing up listening to it on vinyl, which is a different art form than what we do today, um, you know, now it's you kind of mix an album track by track as opposed to back then where it was like you have an A side and a B side mm-hmm. and we are going to design it specifically for that. Yeah. Um, especially Kids these days don't even know what B sides are. No. I, I guarantee it. And the Beatles were really kind of revolutionary in the fact that they 
they really kind of mastered the A side and B side and like making them their own experiences. Um, so I think getting growing up listening to it on vinyl had a lot to do with it. But I was also just, it was just beaten to my ears and you kind of get to listen to it over the years. And I think what's cool too is they have their catalog ranges from everything for kids, for songs for mm-hmm. kids, like Octopus's Garden and Yellow Submarine to way more existential stuff that like George did and like, and John, like Within You, Without You and things like that, where it's much more deeper thinking. And so... um I also think it's just one of those things. I don't think anybody's ever been able to put their finger on like why they are like yeah. what they are. I mean, I in do in I know the Beatles, but not as much as I thought I did, kind of thing. And my dad was obsessed with the Beatles growing up, obsessed. And my siblings are since very obsessed with the Beatles. But for some reason, I I always love the Beatles, and I definitely probably know more than the average person. But I just didn't like dive into the obsession. So in doing all this research and looking at all their albums, I didn't fucking realize they did an album a year. Oh yeah. And sometimes two a year for so long. Like the amount of work, the amount of writing they did in such a short amount of time blew my mind. It was really just about seven years that the entire Beatles catalog was produced. Which is so, it's such a shocking thing because I I also told that to Kelsey that they lived and died in the 60s. Yeah. And she... She just, I guess, with a general concept of what the Beatles are, because everybody just collectively agrees the Beatles change music. Oh, yeah. But if you don't dive into anything else other than like their number one hits and you don't really look at it, you would assume the Beatles lasted years. Yeah, 20, you would 20 years like minimum. Years. Decades. You would assume yeah. they had a career like the Rolling Stones have, mm-hmm. you yes. know, where it's just their whole lives, they've just been this mm-hmm. super group. My favorite thing, because I watched a couple documentaries, one on Netflix and one on Hulu, and uh, my favorite thing is how they just, you know, somebody put it into perspective, and I never thought about it like this, but the reason a lot of bands stay together, whether they like each other or not, uh, and a lot of bands are, are, a lot of bands do this, where it's like, okay, well, we don't have the original group, but Journey, the name Journey, makes us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So we can't not not be Journey. We have to be Journey. Yeah. But Steve Perry quit drinking and found God, and he really that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And he's 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 fucked. I up saw Journey else. without Steve Perry. That was my first concert. We, it's so <laughs> weird. And they have that guy who's he's good, but there's something off about his voice. You want Steve Perry, right? But you're hearing this other dude. And it's a good voice, but it's something to where, like, you know there's just something wrong with it. It's like Queen with Adam Lambert. Like, Adam Lambert is a mm-hmm. phenomenal singer, not yes. taking away from him, but you're not Freddie Mercury. Absolutely. No, you yeah. don't have that sound that he had yeah. and that personality and that, like, yeah. You have an Adam Lambert sound, which is wholly different. Yeah. And amazing, but, like, it's not, you can't call it Queen. Well, and even just watching regard. him perform with him, and then, like, you go back and watch, like, the concert at Wembley Stadium, and it's like mm-hmm. Freddie was like, I mean, he could perform to an entire 60, 70,000 feet arena, and you feel like you're sitting right next to him mm-hmm. as he does it. So, and that's just something you lose when you switch up. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, I don't think has any of the original band members. Like, who? Blood, Sweat, and Tears. What's that? It's a, it's a 60s group. Oh, but they're still around they're town. They're still just... touring, but like, they've had like five different lead singers. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. But that's why I think 
And this also goes back to, like, if you're going to lose the rights or the Lion King conversation we were having, where it's like, if you have to make another Batman movie because the rights will go to someone else, I get that. That's all. That's that's money. But also, if you you can do something different with a character, but with a band, and the, your original. That's what I love about Cornell. Cornell had the same artistic integrity. He was like, "All right, well, I'm done with Soundgarden. I'm gonna go make Audio Slave. I'm not gonna go be the new lead singer of Rage Against the Machine. Right. right. We're gonna be Audio Slave." Then mm-hmm. that ended, and he went back to his team at Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. They made Soundgarden. Then he died, and the, the, the rest of the collective team over at Soundgarden thought, well, it's over. With no Cornell, yeah. there's no Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's what the, and that's what I love about the Beatles, is that they were like, this isn't fun anymore. The traveling, uh, we don't really enjoy each other's company anymore. Even though this thing makes us millions of dollars. Yeah. And changed our lives, and we then changed the world, the landscape of music. Uh, this is over, and, and they all went, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah. yeah, and I fucking loved it. I was so happy that that's that's the way it went down. And yeah, they all like, pursued solo projects that weren't like Beatles focused, right? At all. Well, and, and I think people too often think, you know, when you talk about the breakup of the Beatles. Everybody will say, oh, well, Yoko and this and that and all this. But people forget that here you had guys who didn't get to live their 20s. They -hmm. were products of a machine. And they were very much okay with that at the time. Like, that's what they wanted to do. At the same time, you reach a point when you're in your 30s where it's like, well, now I want to do what I want to do. I don't necessarily want to write pop music anymore. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Or I want to go write this or do this. And they all started growing different ways and you definitely it saw it or not saw it but read about it in their later albums like let it be like the white album like let it be like they talk about like how it was some of the worst i mean they, john called it hell recording that really album. yes they they bought in a, a piano player billy preston just to kind of breathe some life into wow. it because they were just so just over each other i mean and like you know, Ringo quit the band for a couple of weeks. George mm-hmm. quit for six days. Like they kept walking mm-hmm. away from it, coming back because they knew this. They had this obligation to finish what they started. But yes, it was definitely one of those things that it was just like. Yeah, I read that. Um, oh, sorry, that no, was a terrible ahead. time no, to interrupt go, you. Go I was oh, just rambling. Oh, please, oh. please. Um, I read that. Uh, I also heard. That <laughs> 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 was good. I deserved that. <laughs> I I read that. Um, uh, what if I ca- I can't even remember what the fuck I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I read that there were like especially towards the end of the later albums that they um oftentimes would not all be together in these recording sessions. No? That there were I think there was like I looked up like what the last song they were all together that they recorded. I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely, I was like, really? They weren't together for those other ones? Like I would assume it would be like John or um, uh, John wasn't there for something like let it, not let it be or something big. No, like, well, like on the white album, like back in the USSR is Paul on mm-hmm. drums. It's not Ringo. Oh, right. Ringo had quit. He, he'd left for, he, he said, I'm, I'm just, I'm hightailing it. He went to Spain for a couple months, I think. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of song, other tracks on that album I can't think of off the top of my head where, you know, Paul's behind the set or George is behind the set. And mm-hmm. so yeah, they kind of switched out. But yeah, a lot of the stuff, I mean, really, it all kind of started when Paul started recording his own stuff like yesterday and they were all, they didn't say it at the time, but I remember John, there are interviews where John's kind of like, 
okay, you're just going to record this stuff without us. And it's a Beatles song, but like, it's not, it's a Paul McCartney song. Mm -hmm. And so it all kind of started there. And then in 67, when their manager died, Brian Epstein, that really, for me, was the catalyst that split the Beatles. Yeah. Yoko Ono, not anything. Was Johnny, okay, was Johnny even dating Yoko at this time? Because I read. Yes. Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, when when Epstein died? I read something wrong. When Brian Epstein died? No, when they broke up. Did him and Yoko break up too? Yeah, John and Yoko were together because John actually, before the Beatles split, recorded his first solo track, uh-huh. which was, I believe, Give Peace a Chance. And that was the Yoko on a plastic band that he, that was like oh, okay. his group. But So they were together because, yes, everybody's like, oh, it was Yoko's fault splitting them up. But it was like, no, John was in love, insanely in love with this woman. They, they all were just, they were ready to be done mm-hmm. with it. And then not only that, but they had taken the responsibility of not being with a record label and making their own record label, Apple. And again, with their manager gone, there was a lot of conflicts in the group about who should manage them now, Mm -hmm. what should we do with the money, blah, blah, blah. So it was a big, it was just, they had to do too much of the business side of it, I think, as opposed to just being the creative force. Which you see, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you look at their lyrics and stuff, I'm like, no, these are fucking... And these are the most talented songwriters I've ever seen in my life. And if, if to do it so quickly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that is a good, uh. that is a I kind of got that vibe when I was watching, when they said Epstein died and then the Beatles kind of didn't know what to do. Cause this guy, he, he formed them. Yeah. He dressed them. He told them how to be. Um, and then they would roll in and they would be 20 something kids talking shit to the press and that made everybody mm-hmm. love them. And I think that was the, that was, I mean, that their personalities on top of how good their music was is the combination. Plus, plus the not having access. I think that diminishes, I think social media, what we have now and how you can have direct access to a, to a famous person diminishes the lure of that famous person. Whereas oh, yeah. before the Beatles, you couldn't touch them. Even after that Jesus thing, which I think is so funny, because because you would like to think we've progressed, but we haven't. Because when when Lennon said that they were bigger than Jesus, Mm -hmm. you from a rational point of view, you can you can sit and just think he was just saying how if you look at us, it was it was an aside. Yeah. We are the most famous. Yeah. If you look at the context of what music was like, Elvis kind of controlled America and he was going worldwide. But we're the fucking Beatles, man. We are the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we write our own shit. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff coming out about how Elvis was, you know, a thief or a hack and he would take Elvis some stuff. Elvis is gross. He's had summer parties with 14-year-old girls regularly. Yeah, so he's Fuck like, off, Elvis. Yeah, so Elvis is known to be a piece of shit, whereas the Beatles are... The Beatles creatively were changing everything. And I don't think they had time to be pieces of shit. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. And they still, in a way, are untouchable because of that time period and when they came out and how successful they were. Because uh, people could come out now and talk shit about the Beatles. I don't think anyone would even give it any type of day. Uh, you know, people would... Someone could come out and be like, Paul McCartney... Well, that's not true. If he fucking diddled a kid, then... Oh, yeah, no. But if, I mean, if, anyone, but, if it came out about it, yeah. even the dead guys, even if George, if it came out about George and Lennon, yeah. that, yeah, they were pedos, then, you, of but, course, we'd be like, well, can't, 
have a hard time. But someone to- could come out and be like, uh, George Harrison was the biggest piece of shit. Like he he was so rude or like whatever. If it was just slandering stuff, like no one would care. No one right. would be like, oh, what? Yeah, I can't listen to the Beatles now. Like. I don't. Oh, that's interesting, though. Well, and like part of the uh, part of the allure too is that you know you didn't have direct access and you didn't have artists that had an Instagram where they could be like, "I'm going to say this right now." Mm-hmm. Like, like John quit the group before the Abbey Road was released, but he didn't say anything because he wanted the album to get out. He wanted it to have its time, and then mm-hmm. he was going to say something. Which is, you've got to think is got to be overwhelming when that's what you're attached to. At that point when it's like, no, I just want to be an individual now, but I'm glued to the Beatles at least for another couple months. And I'm just going to do it for the sake of the music that we wrote together. And for the sake of the Beatles, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. But it's funny because that Jesus comment in the UK wasn't a big deal. No. They really didn't phase him. Of course. It was the Bible Belt of America. Of course. Of course. Their shit. Yes. And like, he even was just like, and it's, but the, it was true. Like, they were bigger to Jesus, especially to that generation, mm-hmm. that teeny bopper generation of the 60s. Like, they reached them in a way that nobody else did. And so. it's like, you never would have thought about it. You never would have thought to yourself un- unless you had this sort of mindset that Lennon had. Where you're, th- you're thinking to yourself, you know the landscape of where you live. You're sort of isolated in, in that world. And then you think to yourself, like, yeah, not a lot of people are going to church anymore. Uh, more, more people come to our concerts than will go, go to, even if they, they believe in God. He's like, yeah, you know, just we're bigger than Jesus. Right. And yeah, everybody. that's it. And then what's so funny is they're so, that's how famous they are, is that they were also forced to apologize. Yeah, people burned their albums, right? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, like, John came out and he said, "Look, if if it, if it's that much of a difference to you, I'm sorry." Yeah. But he, it was basically like, "I'll say this, but I'm not really." Mm-hmm. But it felt like one of the first of those celebrity fake apologies, where he's like, "I was, uh, I didn't say anything bad." Yeah. Did I say fuck Jesus? No, I just said we're bigger than Jesus, especially where I'm sitting. They, um, I read something where the Catholic Church, um, God, it was not that long ago, like where they officially came out and said, we forgive you Fuck. to the Beatles. Thank, Fuck off. Thank yeah. you, Vatican. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Who? No. <laughs> He's kidding. Let's talk about your, your attitude towards minorities for yeah. D- decades. Yeah. We forgive you. Oh, uh, on Jesus's part? Shut up. Yeah, that's right. true. Bugs exactly. shit. They had direct access to, hey, Jesus, is it cool now? <laughs> well, he yeah, he got shot and killed. Yeah. Let's give it a few more decades. Then then you can forgive the my dad, my My dad like would regularly talk about, like, it, when John Lennon died, he said it was the saddest day of his life. And he said, like, because he lived in New York at the time. Ooh, and wow. I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and not to brag, my dad lived in New York <laughs> for like four years <laughs> and he lived in New York at the time and, and he said it was this, just the saddest day of his life. Like when John Lennon died and sure. I, it's, I, there's not a lot of people I would say artistically that that would affect me. I think the way he, John Lennon's death affected my dad. Which I think that has to do with both like how we consume art these days and the type of artist that he was. So I can't, I mean, can you guys think of anybody that, I'm, I'm sure when Chris Cornell died, that was probably 
Well, I wasn't that big of a Cornell fan until before he died. Okay. Like right before he died, gotcha, gotcha. I started to get. You didn't grow really up in. with him. No, no, I. Uh, I was, I mean, like I said, my music taste is pretty all over the place. What if Fred Durst died? Oh my God, I would Kane. be devastated. <laughs> De- I would have to, I'd have to put all of my red hats in a case. Oh my, you should already have them in a case with how the world's going. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, a side note, but there's a Star, uh, Starbucks near my house <laughs> who <laughs> makes my drinks perfectly, and there's always some dude in a Make America Great hat, uh, Make America Great Again hat. Chilling just on his laptop in the middle of the Starbucks. Nobody fucks with him. I think it's so funny to walk and see this guy. The hat uh-huh. sits too high on his head. You know how people well, don't know yeah. how to wear hats? Yeah. He wears it like, like Trump wears it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, sits on t- it sits on top of another head on his head. <laughs> and then he just sits on his laptop. And I, I, don't, I have no idea what he's doing on there, but I'm always staring. He's just typing Make America Great Again on notepad over and over and over. <laughs> or but just I, the lyrics are proud to be an American. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, yep. I'll stand in line and I'll just stare at him. And I, I want him to look at me. Mm-hmm. I want him to like look directly at me and know that I'm staring at him. And he never breaks yeah. from his computer. He's I'm like, sure he knows. Don't make eye contact in the Starbucks. Yeah, it's not like I'm gonna fuck with him. I yeah. just wanna, I, I just wanna see him. Me That's see him. W- interesting. I can't. I don't even know the last time I saw somebody in LA with a "Make America Great Again" hat. When I was in DC, I saw a shit ton. Oh, you see him, yeah. But I haven't him. seen him in LA that much. And I would never approach anybody and say anything because if you're crazy enough to believe that yeah. shit, then mm-hmm. God only you're knows. crazy enough to fucking swing. Yeah. That's- oh yeah. Um, but. Uh, Oh, yeah, but basic going back to the whole trying to end their careers, it is funny that you say that it was the America's Bible Belt that got upset, and I just think it's just so interesting how we don't, we haven't progressed past that. Like, nobody mm-hmm. can still see some sort of harmless, I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, I'm not trying to say anything grand about how, about myself or put you down in any way and yet we are still a culture of people that decide let's end these motherfuckers let's just 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 scorch earth and they're no more which i think is such a weird knee-jerk reaction to a lot of things that seem pretty inconsequential to to the world at large i mean vietnam was kicking off and people were people were protesting all over the place and yet these guys and then we're we're in a war. We don't belong there, and uh, and you know you get both sides of where there's like the protesting the and these hippies that want to say like we got to get out. We don't belong in this war, and 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 it's all about war profiteering and whatnot. And then you have these other people who are just like they want to serve their country and they're feeling betrayed and they're being spit on by these hippies. And so there's <laughs> a very there's a it's a really tumultuous time. Kennedy and Martin Luther King are shot. So the world mm-hmm. at large is sort of falling apart around us. And then this guy just kind of says something a little cheeky and they still have time to lose their minds yeah. and want to end the Beatles. Blows my mind that we're not even anywhere near past that. No, we're not still at all. sucked into that it's shit. What you, you could describe that kind of and be vague about who you're describing and I would think you're talking about the exact state we're in right now. Exactly. Yeah. Egos are fragile. Egos are yeah. very fragile. Bizarre. Yeah, man. good thing mine's well, so big. Well, what's uh, in a little a little tidbit is that the Beatles actually came to tour America for the f- first time right after Kennedy's assassination. Oh. 
So a lot of people talk about how it was so rejuvenating for the younger generation because JFK was was their guy. And, yeah. and to see him assassinated like this really took the wind out of their sails. And so having the Beatles come and having kind of this fre- breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. the, the beginning of this British invasion, really a, a musical revolution that was the 60s, it, it, they really revitalized a lot of American, young Americans. That's into, a gr- I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that because I was not alive. Um, <laughs> can I say some fun facts? Oh, yeah. Yes, I can't please. We haven't just a few fun facts. Fun facts. Um, there's so many fun facts that I truly just whittled them down to what I like the most. Oh. So following... Who were going to be the Beatles? Do you have one of those? No. The only one is Pete Best was the original drummer for the Beatles, performing with the band during its formative years in the early 1960s. He was replaced by Ringo Starr only a few days before the Beatles recorded their first hit single, Love Me Do. Mm-hmm. So... Because I'm all in on it. <laughs> this is why you brought me, right? So, so uh, Ringo had spotlighted with the group occasionally throughout. He started playing with them in 1959. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he wasn't the drummer because Ringo was actually part of a better group at the time, a bigger group called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. So Ooh, he yeah. was kind of stuck. He wasn't stuck in that group, but mm-hmm. he was in that group. But they were both in Hamburg. Both bands were playing in Hamburg, which was was like their red light district. It's where a lot of shit went down. Mm-hmm. And so he used to come watch them at the other club when they were done, and he would hang out with them. And then when they got on the album, it was George Martin who is just... He was probably the sixth, fifth or sixth Beatle with Brian. He mixed all of their albums. And when they came in, he turned to Brian and he said we got to get rid of this Pete Best guy. He's just not that good. He's not that good. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of shitty because the I Beatles know. basically like kicked him out. They were like, look, three, sorry. Like three days before. Yeah. And they brought, and then George Martin brought in this professional drummer mm-hmm. to play it. And they're like, look, we've got this guy. He's, and they, they all accredit. They're like, even when he wasn't like consistently playing with us, Ringo was always our drummer. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then he finally, they, they bring him in for the album and then the rest that is history. That fucking sucks for Pete Best. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Yeah. But he opened up like a, a chain of bed and breakfast. So he's doing all right. Oh, oh my. Wow. I mean, so no, no sympathy there. Um, <laughs> the Beatles are the only, or one of only two musical acts to have eight consecutive albums on the Billboard 200 all I wrote this wrong. Do it again. You got it. No, I wrote it wrong. I don't even know what I meant. Try to try. The to Beatles are one of only two musical acts mm-hmm. to have eight consecutive albums on the Billboard Top 100. Got it. Is that the end of the sentence? No, nope, my sentence says Billboard 200 all hit no one. <laughs> uh. All hits that had number ones. That were number ones. Yeah, that only, one. Only one of those albums did not reach number one. <gasps> That's what it is. Yes. And you know who the other um, artist is that ha- it can, had did what I said wrong? You know who it is, Kane? Who? Eminem. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That. That is That's crazy. crazy. Eminem putting the Beatles up for... The oh. Yesterday, written by Paul McCartney, is the most covered song of all time. Performers include Elvis, Boys to Men, Frank Sinatra, Gladys Knight, J- and James Brown. According to McCartney, the song came to him in a dream. Oh. Can I add a little pop quiz or a little fun fact about <laughs> totally. that? Which he, he revealed on Jimmy Fallon. But the melody came to him, but he couldn't think of the words. So for the longest time, 
it was called scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. Scrambled eggs. Oh my darling, how I love your legs, but not as much as I love scrambled eggs. So that was that was the original lyric. So bizarre. For, he performed it. You can look it up on YouTube. He performed it with Jimmy Fallon. No way. On his show, yeah. they performed scrambled well, eggs. Well, Jimmy Fallon's mm-hmm. good for something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> John Walking through a scene. <laughs> yeah, John Lennon and George Harrison' first experience with LSD was in April 1965 when Harrison's dentist slipped mm-hmm. it into their after dinner coffee, unbeknownst to them. Yes. I'm sorry. I have more questions than what they gave me. Yeah. What? Yeah. Your dentist did what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dentist gave me that gross ass foamy shit yeah. to put in my teeth. No drugs for me. Well, you didn't tell them. I know that's not okay. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's it really like. But what's funny is that they talk about it afterwards, and they were like, like John says he was like it was a really beautiful experience, but like I couldn't stop thinking about it for like two months. And George said, you know, like it really like opened my mind, and he, and then they had a hard time getting Paul to try it. And then they finally got Paul to try it in 66. And he said, he goes, it opened my mind to being a better just person. Uh-huh. Like, not only that, but yes. Yeah. It was it's crazy. Because like, they're just like, can you imagine that? Just being like, here I've got, because it's 65. Uh-huh. So they were well established. They were superstars. Yeah. Just being like hanging out with your dentist, which is something. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> like, I mean, more questions. I'm just going to credit that to a British thing. Like, yeah. what was your dentist doing for you? Well, I've I mean, seen British teeth. They're yeah. Not- <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what the problem is. Dentists are like, so I, we just, I look at them. What do I just yeah. hang out with you for a while? Well, then maybe that's what they did. They just gave their patients LSD. They're like, look at your teeth. And like, oh, this is grot. You know, that was Australian. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that was grot, Dave. I look at my teeth. No. Um, yeah, that's a good But just point. to be like in the kitchen and be like, hey, I got a little bit of LSD here. Let's just see. <laughs> yeah, I do like that he just had it on it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll give it to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Why not? Without telling them. Well, I mean, we're talking about him today, so. We are. Following the release of the Beatles movies, A Hard Day's Night and Help, they conceived of a new film project to star in, a psychedelic adaptation of J.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings trilogy mm-hmm. to be directed by Stanley Kubrick. The pro- what? The project yes. never came to pass. Yes. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Isn't that so cool? That would have been amazing. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. God, it could have been amazing. Something is that why he made horrendous. The Shining the way he made it? Because The Shining is not like the book at all. No, it's not. So do you, I haven't read the book, but I know I've read the, the bullet points on how it's different. Yeah, there's a lot of different things about the Shining movie, and I wonder if the Lord, a uh, Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, starring the Beatles, would have been a lot like what we got with the Shining. Oh my God! Well, and especially I be- feel like I just dropped LSD. <laughs> my mind. Well, I mean. I am a dentist. Is that why my coffee's (laughs) all fucked up? And that's why your teeth are so great. This podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Can you imagine the songs that would have come out of that? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I just, I want to imagine just any world where there's musical, like a musical version of the Beatles. Who do you think they, who would be Frodo? John? Ringo. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be Ringo. Mary and Pippin? for sure. Mary um, Pip, they probably would have gone outside for that. You know, who would the Beatles be? I'm assuming it would be Sam, Mary Pippin, and Frodo. I don't know. No? That's a good. That's, that's a, a good question. I think they would split them up. I think John would be Gandalf. I think Jan- he yeah, would, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. John would have to be Gandalf, mm-hmm. and then uh, Pete Best would, would be, be Sauron. So- oh, I was gonna say <laughs> Pete with Gollum. Oh yeah, he'd <laughs> angry. Gollum. Yes, you're happy right. sometimes. That's angry. That's right. Uh, so then I guess um, Sauron would be. Mm-hmm. The Bible Belt, 
Yeah. That's good. And, um, I feel like Epstein could be Gandalf. He could. Epstein yeah. would be Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then you can make the you could go back to your Hobbit theory where there's the yeah, four Hobbits. That's my that's... theory. I think Sam is Paul. I think John is yeah. Frodo, and Mary and Pippin are Ringo and George. Yeah. Mm. But like what that. would Elijah and, Wood do? And Yoko Ono's Tom um, Bombadil. Elijah Wood? Huh, that's a good question, Kane. <laughs> but what would he be doing? Because that was Elijah Wood. That's what made Elijah like, Wood Elijah I Wood. Think, I think he'd be like Emile Hirsch, just kind of fading away. That's we were to point. sit there going, why are they making the remake in the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. The Beatles did it right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so upset that that's a, that was an idea. There's another, happened. there's a multiverse, and there's a universe out there where that where happened. happened. So yeah. don't even fucking worry, Kane. Woo! We'll get you there, buddy. Yes. We'll get the t- the science to catch up. New new goal. Anyone out there have any cl- uh, connections to science? <laughs> to, to science. science. <laughs> yes. We're shall, looking for scientists. Shall we get into this? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do the quiz. Oh snap! I have rankings. All right. I have. I have. I have it right here. <laughs> That's not that quiz. Beatles. Right. Oh, I don't have a prize. Fuck. Do you have something that you can just give Yeah, away? I will. I absolutely will. Get one yes. of Brad's things. Brad, give me your things. <laughs> Shit. I'll get something. I'll, All get right. something. I'll steal something from his room. I'll yeah. <laughs> so 100 to 0%. Oh, shit. If you get 100%, perfect score. You'll join the rafters with me, Holly, Big Irish Jay, and Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, but you'll also be the fifth member of the Fab Four. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If you're eighty percent, people will know you as Paul McCartney. Okay, they'll just see you and say, "Paul." Right. <laughs> Can I take a picture? I don't know if that's a pride, like a good thing. Luke about? just fades away, and they're like, "Paul, is but that you?" You're young, Paul. Like that's adorable, no, sweet-looking young Paul. Yeah, like cherub-faced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little. Writing uh, all the love songs. Sixty percent. You're the executive producer on the two Beatles movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, which ones? Help. Okay. And, um, Hard Day's Night. And Hard Day's Night. Okay. Forty uh, percent. You're not the walrus. Mm, you're just. You're not. Twenty <laughs> percent. That's why that line was written. Yeah. So you'd be like, "Cuckoo, good show." Thank you for <laughs> setting me up. Twenty percent. Uh, people start burning your merch because you think that you're bigger than Jesus, mm-hmm. and zero percent. No questions correct. You're Yoko motherfucker. Why? Oh. That's mean. Yoko. You're Yoko Ono's art. I feel like that's worse oh, than. Yeah. yeah, she just stands and screams and stuff. Sure. You know. All right. I can dig it. Okay. Uh, so let's get into the quiz yeah. questions. We so have quiz music. Oh yeah. Pop quiz hot shot. Pop quiz hot shot. Oh, pop quiz hot shot. <laughs> Is that oh, not okay. right? I just love how casually it came out. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, pop quiz hot shot. Pop quiz fucking hot shot. Um so we have some people like to play along. So we have multiple choice for you. Okay. Um, with every question. So we just ask that you answer the question after we read all the multiple, multiple choice. Cause sometimes people like to pause it, answer themselves and then, you okay. know, play along with okay. us. Are we ready? Ready as I'll ever be. And I have no internet in your place. Oh, no. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm so- sorry. Do you want, I know the password. Oh, it's all good. We got it. Because it's named, I think, after Luke's cat. <laughs> it is. It is. And here I got her. Um, Reggie. Okay. Question one. I won't do an accent the whole time. <laughs> Question one. 
Which one of these was not written by George Harrison? Oh, shit. A, Within You, Without You. B, Not a Second Time. C, Here Comes the Sun. D, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. B. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You got it. Yes. <laughs> First out the gate with a correct. The way you said yeah, though, was like. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Like you looked at me and went, yeah. yeah. Don't be dumb. <laughs> um, so we have bonus questions as well. And the bonus questions are a bonus because they don't have multiple choice. Okay. And essentially, if you get them right, and uh, they'll eliminate a wrong answer that you may get. I just get to pat myself on the back. What? I just get to pat myself on the back. That mm-hmm. and like, say you get the next, say you get question two wrong, then your, bo- your bonus, if you get it right, will take away the part that you got wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it just a substitutes. So bonus, what famous guitarist played lead guitar on While My Guitar Gently Weeps? Uh, Eric Clapton. Damn it. Damn it. Damn, Damn it. it. Okay. 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 You got this, Kane? Okay. Question two, true or false, Paul McCartney sang lead on I Feel Fine. Um, I'm trying to hear it in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was false, right? It was George, right? False is correct. Yeah, you are right. Correct. Oh, my God. Question three. Mm-hmm. How many studio albums did the Beatles release? Oh, crap. Uh, okay. We've got I'm A, have... 12, oh, yeah, that's right. B, 13, C, 16, or D, 420 Blaze It. <laughs> <laughs> D? No. I'm <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna have to count this. Sorry. Um, please, please me with the Beatles. Uh, something else in there. I can't remember the name of the album. Rubber Soul Revolver. Uh, can you give me the choices again? Twelve, thirteen, sixteen, four hundred twenty. Blaze it. Was it B thirteen? Is that your final answer? Yeah. No. Yikes. I mean, yikes. You got it right. You got it right. Ooh. Correct. Nice. Damn. That was good. I mean, the bonus question is, can you name them, which you already started to do, but can you name all 13? So we did Please Please Me mm-hmm. with the Beatles or introdu- Introduction to the Beatles. Um, God, there's another one in there that I'm forgetting, um, but we'll do... Uh, Revolver, Rubber Soul, A Hard Day's Night, Help, Sergeant Peppers. Um, I'm gonna go out of order now. Magical Mystery Tour, The Beatles, The White Album, Let It Be, Abbey Road, Yellow Submarine. Mm-hmm. And then I'm missing one. It's that unnamed one that I'm missing. Yeah, you're missing one. And it's from their early. It is. It's from the early Do you want to know it? This is bonus. It's okay if you don't get it. Um, Unless you can get it. Then you'll get all, you'll get the full point. With the, I already said with the Beatles. Yeah? Yes, you did. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what it's between. I can tell you what albums it is. Yes, please do. It's between A Hard Day's, a day's Night, Night and Help. And Help. Oh. Um, shoot. Uh... Just tell me, or I'm gonna eat it. Hold on, hold on. I got it. I got a good hint. Yes, please. If you were at um, a, uh, if you went to someone's house and they had all of their stuff with price tags on it in their garage, Beatles for sale. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) you. Beatles for sale. Good job. That was great. Uh, I love it. Question four: Which Beatles song is about a dog? 
Martha, uh, my dear. Sorry, you're supposed to. Oh, <laughs> I'm so no. sorry. It's okay. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. One in of you got it right. God I'm, damn it. I'm so tired, Martha, my dear, Julia. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Yeah, it's is about a question. Paul yeah. loves yeah. English sheepdogs. Yeah. yeah, Martha. Paul. All right. Question five: Which Beatle was the first to release a solo album? George, John, Ringo, Paul, or E. Poopy Gloopers? Poopy Gloopers. Oh, <laughs> Poopy Gloopers had a great album in the he early did. 70s. He did. Um, to release this, oh, this is, I'm, I'm, I'll probably get this one wrong. I'm going to say, because John released this, he was the first person to release a single by himself afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say he released the album. I want to say it was George. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was George, right? It was All Things Must Pass. I mean, yeah, it was George. Yeah, it was George, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I thought I was going to get you on that one. Oh, my God. It was called Wonder Wommies. Wonder, that's right. Mm-hmm. All Things Must Pass. I thought there. I was going to get you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like I'm somehow all reading all the bonus questions, Kate. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you want to do that bo- this bonus? No, go ahead. You're okay. bonus Holly. <laughs> bonus brown. Why bonus did I think bonus brown. <laughs> That's I am, good. I am dumb. You've got a coin nickname now God. for the. Okay. Bonus. Finish these lyrics. Oh, Sounds shit. of laughter, shades of life are ringing through my open ears, inciting and inviting me. Nothing's gonna change the world. Is that what you think is right after that? Yeah. No. It wasn't? No, it's it? limitless, undying love, no, which shines around go. me like a million suns and calls me on and on across the uh, universe. I went straight across to the chorus. The <laughs> ah, got me. The bonus question doesn't even fucking but matter. Count. You're still it on track. Question six. What album had these songs on it? You Won't See Me, I'm Looking Through You, Nowhere Man. A, Revolver. B, Rubber Soul, C, Magical Mystery Tour, or D, Abbey Road? Uh, Revolver. Incorrect. Oh, no. Uh, Rubber Soul. It was Rubber Soul. Soul. Oh. Always makes me a little happy when I stump. (laughs) Just a tiny little. I feel like you're much better at stumping people. You do, like, very, very hard questions. And... I I think I just don't do as hard questions. So when I do some people, I'm Very secretly happy. happy. Mm-hmm. Question seven. Which of these songs was not on the White Album? A, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? B, Rocky Raccoon? C, Cry Baby Cry? Or D, Sun King? Uh, Sun King. Oh, you did that real fast. <laughs> I I, no, because I, I, it's weird because I like the album, White Album a lot. And uh, especially all of those first three songs. Damn it. Kitschy little songs. Okay. Question eight. I was born and raised in Liverpool. I was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1987 and into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. I was born in 1940, and my mother, my mother's name is Julia. Which Beatle am I? You're am Ju- I? I'm sorry. Paul, Ringo, John, or George? You're John. John. How do you know that so fast? John. Well, it was stunk, but his mom, Julia. I, his mom, Julia. He writes. He has, he wrote Damn a beautiful it. little song called Julia about her. Damn it. It's a really sad story. That's a sad story. Why? About his mom. What happened? Well, because he was raised um, really, really quickly. He was raised. His mom wasn't a part of his life at the beginning. She was. Mm-hmm. She had some issues. So he was raised by his aunt. And um, 
who was very, very strict. And it wasn't until his later teenage years that he started building a relationship with his mom. She started kind of cleaning up. Mm -hmm. And they started becoming very close. And she died. She was hit by a car one day. Oh, my God. When he was young. No way. Yes. So if you ever see the show Love, uh-huh. The Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah, I have. There's a, there's a moment in there where one of the characters, they, there's a car that comes out and hits her. Oh, my and God. And it explodes. That's Julia. Oh. Yes. It's really sad. It's beautiful, it though, that he wrote a Which song Which has about. a lot to do with a lot of John's personal mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Question nine. Yes. Who zapped Bungalow Bill right between the eyes? Was it uh, A, Captain Howdy, B, Captain Marvel, C, Captain Crunch, or D, Captain America? Um... Read them again. Captain Howdy, Captain Marvel, Captain Crunch, Captain America. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's after him right between the eyes. I really thought I'd get you with that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You were right. Question 10. Which album did the Beatles hit song Love Me Do eventually go on? Rubber Soul, Hard Day's Night, Please Please Me, Beatles I Hardly Knew Ye. Which song again? Uh, Love Me Do. Uh, Love Me Do um, was on Please Please Me. Please Please Me? Correct. Jeez Louise. Now you got a bonus. This could cancel out yes. your one incorrect. Come on, bonus. Who originally recorded the hit song, Twist and Shout? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, baby now. Come on, um, work it on out. Work it on out. You know you twist so good. Look so good. You know you got me going, got me. Who record? Like I, I mean, like I knew you were. <laughs> were. <laughs> it was, um, it was. Uh, it was a Motown group, I believe. Um, he stumped me. I got, I got nothing on this. Do one. you want a hint? Yeah. We gotta stop giving hints. I know. <laughs> All right, last hint. You can put my. You can put an asterisk next to me. They, if you get it. They aren't uh, brothers. They. That was tricky. Wait. They aren't brothers. Maybe they are brothers. <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> All I can think of is the Everly brothers. That is incorrect. It was the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But uh, the reason that that song sounds the way it does when the Beatles recorded it is because John had a really bad cold and he had no voice. No way. So he's literally screaming his way through that song. I wish I was cool like that. (laughs) Question 11. Wait. Yeah, true or false, one of the ways the Beatles changed the landscape of British pop bands is those bands started writing their own songs and playing their own instruments. Say that again? That's a weirdly worded question. True or false? One of the ways the Beatles changed the landscape of British pop bands is they started writing their own songs and playing their own instruments. Like the, the British, other the brother other bands? bands? Yeah. Other bands, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it, I'm going to say true because it was definitely true in the sense that a lot of British groups were covering a lot of the American pop artists at the time. Um, let's go with True. Let's go with you got that right. True. Yeah. yeah. True. True. True, true. What was the original question 12? What was the original band Lennon invited McCartney to join? A, the Rowdy Clients, B, the Digglers, C, Bo Beef and the Boo Briefs, or D, the Quarrymen? 
is the Quarrymen. Quarrymen is correct. Which, Did you make all those names up? Yes. <laughs> those are great. Thank Which, you. For a hot second, they were also Long John and the Beatles. Oh, oh. like John Lennon being yeah, Long they John? All, they all came up with like their own like stage names because that was the cool thing. So uh-huh. like Paul was Paul Ramon and John was John, Long John. I can't remember the Long other. John. Long John. George had a real. I can't think of it that time, but he, like it was really bad. And like uh, watching the interview, he was just like, I mean, it was a cool name at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember what it was. Oh, um, I have to sneeze. <gasps> Whoa! I have very explosive That's, sneeze. Wow, that came sneezes. out of nowhere. Whoa! My, I sneeze so much, my eyeballs are wobbling. <laughs> I like how you you're like, I hold on, I have to sneeze, and then you shot one off, and then you're like, all right. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Question 13. What was the first Beatles number one single worldwide? Ooh. I uh, love me too. I want to hold your hand. All my lovin' or Rocket Raccoon. I have a soft spot for Rocket Raccoon. Why? I really enjoy it. It's I a good song. I like it, yeah. When I was a kid, I actually thought it, it was a raccoon. What is it? What is well, it? It's just about a bunch of Rocky Raccoon. It's about a Western. It's kind of like a Western thing. Oh, well, like we gotta listen to that song again. And uh, but I always imagine this little raccoon with like a little yeah, me too. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, can you read that again, sir? Love me do. I want to hold your hand. All my loving or Rocket Raccoon. Um, Love Me Do is their first single. I don't think it was international though. Um, I want to hold your hand. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yikes. Correct. Um, well, that's oh, a great because yes. you got it right. <laughs> yes. All right. Question 14. Which book inspired the opening lyrics? Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. It is not dying. It is not dying for the song Tomorrow Never Knows. A, The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe. B, The Joyous Cosmology by Alan Watts. C, the Mind and Body and Butts and Shiz by Your Mom. I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> the, the Psychedelic Experience by Timothy Leary. I do not know this one. This one's a tough one. That is a, that's a good um, one. I'm going to narrow it. I'm going to go down to 50-50 and go A or D. Mm-hmm. Um, can you read those two to me again? The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe or D, The Psychedelic Experience by Timothy Leary. I want to say A, but I'm going to go with D. D? Correct. D's always. Doesn't go with his gut. Goes with his brain. Goes. Yes. Bonus. There's bonus. There is a bonus. This is going to hopefully cancel out. Come on. Come on. You're incorrect and put you back on track for a perfect score. Which bookstore did Lennon get that book from? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that is hard as shit. Uh... Hmm. I have no idea. Zero idea. Um, I'll give you a hint because I I, I want to give you this perfect score. It's also it's a bookstore slash gallery art gallery oh, that shoot. Paul then brought Lennon into, and uh, they would frequent the bookstore all. This the is time. a popular thing. This is a very this famous. Is something that I I saw in the. They, the the guy who owns the bookstore talked about meeting John Lennon for the first time <laughs> and how he picked up this book, read the uh, the first page oh of God. this book is the opening lyrics to Tomorrow Never. Wow. I bet, I bet that guy goes everywhere he goes. Supermarket, mm-hmm. parties. Oh, yeah. He's just like, 
I own this place where John Lennon. Oh, I'm sorry. I own this place where John Lennon came right. in and got this book that Isn't really it? inspired everyone. Inspired. He's brought a great time. Is that a good accent? Yes. <laughs> that song's in one key. You're a fucking tuna melt. Really? He never changes keys in that song. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know. Dang gallery it. Or Indica Gallery. Indica Gallery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not right. not a not a fucking hard one. Cannabis. Question fifteen. There. Who was the first Beatle to embrace Indian music and the spiritual foundations of the Indian culture? Is it A, George, B, Ringo, C, Paul, or D, John? George. Tis George, mate. Yes. Aye. It's, it's George uh, Harrison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question 16. Name the song from these lyrics. The sun is up. The sky is blue. It's beautiful. And you are too. I'm just joking, guys. <laughs> it's beautiful and so are you. A, Revolution 9. B, you know my name. Look up the number. C, Carnival of Lights. Or D, Dear Prudence. This is easy for me. Yep. Because my cat is named after this song. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. You're a kitty cat. Question 17. True or false, Sexy Lacey is a Beatles song on the White Album. Sexy Lacey? Yeah. No. Sexy Sadie. Sexy Sadie. False is correct. He's like, no. (laughs) Which is actually about a man. No way. Yes. It's, okay, I'm going to butcher his name, but they were following this Indian guru, this Mar- Marishi something or something. I can't think of his name, but it came out as they were studying under him that um, he was kind of using them to get money and that uh-huh. like he had approached like some of the girls. So John wrote this song and it's, it, it's infamous because in, in the original recording, he goes off on this tangent and he's fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And then they, George was George Martin who would mix it was like, we can't say that stuff on albums yet. So, I mean, he didn't say yet, but he's like, we can't, we can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. you need to like clean this up. So, yeah. Huh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, sexy. Mm-hmm. What question eighteen? What song is this lyric from? Doesn't have a point of view. Knows not where he's going to. Isn't he a bit like you and me? A. You never give me my money. B. Nowhere man. C. Across the universe. D. In my life. B. Nowhere man. Nowhere man. Nowhere man. Do you know what your next question is, Kate? I do. Read. Do you want? You, you want read it. You you read it. <laughs> oh. Oh. But that's hard. This is how Kane wrote it. Question 19. Mm-hmm. Who is the oldest, youngest Beatle? Who's the oldest, youngest Beatle? Mm-hmm. John, Paul, Ringo, George. It's, I'm guessing it's George, because George is, was the youngest member of the group, but he was the third one to join. Is that mm-hmm. what? Well, yeah. yeah so. That's it? So I'm going to say George... Is the answer? Well, your logic's not wrong, like, and where you're going with it. Is that right? Is that how I was logic to interpret is, it? The logic that you're going with through is sound, but incorrect. Okay. Mm-hmm. The oldest, youngest beetle. <laughs> Try it again. Didn't know there'd be Ringo. The same logic. Didn't know there'd be trickery on this episode. This one comes oldest, from Jeff Baldinger. Oh, really? Because well, it's. it's John, um, John's the oldest. Did you want to say poopy gloopers? Poopy gloopers, please. <laughs> <laughs> John is the oldest, and then Paul's right behind him, and George, I, I can't remember. I always thought Ringo was older. 
I'm going to say Ringo then. That's correct. Yes. He's the oldest band member, but the last to join the band. So he's the oldest I see where, in okay. age, mm-hmm. youngest I in ju- membership. Him. Yeah. I flipped the I, yeah, that was good. That was fun. I like that. That was good. Okay. Oh, bonus. What corporation did the Beatles start in 68 that shares the name with the giant tech company? You already gave us this answer earlier. Apple, yeah. Apple which Apple. cancels out. You're yes. incorrect. And you're back on track. Oh, for man. One more. And on the last question. Oh, my Come God, on. Luke. Oh, let's do it. It's your yes. turn. I know. Oh, sorry. I was building tension. <laughs> no, I forgot. I thought you were going. Question 20. Name the bands the boys started after the Beatles ended, or at least from the public persona of after the Beatles ended. And there's no multiple choice. So what are the bands? Oh, so like after they stopped touring? Yeah, after they stopped touring and after they... They, they created the alter ego, Sgt. Pepper, so that they could... But uh, individually, when they decided to split up and be their own mm-hmm. thing, go their own way. So like, do you get that? The, the, I'm I'm a, no, I'm a little confused. What were the bands they started after the Beatles? Oh, their own band. Yeah. yeah. After they broke up. Okay. So John Lennon had the the Plastic One band, um, Wings. Uh, God, what Ringo Starr? I mean, I know he had the Ringo Starr band. Was the name of his group? Um, George, you son of a bitch. What were you? Um, God, I can't remember George's. Um, oh, come on. This is tricky. It is tricky. Mew, 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 mew. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Take a hot guess. Uh, George, what did you do? Um, That's hard. I don't even it know. It is. I did because I got. Um, Is this cruel? Shit, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think of George's group. I can't think of it. Dang it! Um, I don't know. Will it help if I sing a song from a different band? Just kidding. <laughs> sing, sing one of George's. I don't know any of George's songs. I was gonna just sing like Katy Perry or something stupid. Because well, I know I know he did a lot of solo stuff, but I don't remember the name of the band that he, he, what it was. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, just take a guess. What is your gut telling you, or your brain, or your butt? What's your butt telling? You? <laughs> oh, my butt is telling me that Taco Bell wasn't the right. <laughs> no, um, shoot, um. Okay. George, I know his name wasn't in it. Or at least I don't think it was. Ugh. I feel like we got to call it. Call it, yeah. Go for it. I, I, I have no idea. He just had a solo career. He went as George He's Harrison. Just George? Just George. Oh. That was tricky. That was tricky. Tricky dicky. I think of it. Because <laughs> there was no group. But. That's all I could think about. I was like, all things must pass. That's George. This is, that's George, you know. You can't so, think of any George songs? Three. No, I probably I do. I got my mindset on you. I got my mindset Oh, no way. I love that song. I got my mindset oh. on you. 
Good on him. So that is an almost perfect score. That was close. Yeah. So um, close. I still did a lot better than I thought I would. I was nervous yeah. about this. But yeah. you, ha- you got 19 and three quarters. Oh, you could go very, through the platform. I feel like it's a very British. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 19 and three quarters, yeah. which means that you got close to 100%, around 90%, but we don't have a 90%. So you are... Uh, 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 let me get to my rankings. Paul McCartney. You're Paul. I'm Paul. I can people, live with think, that. people look at you and they go, Paul. That's great. <laughs> Paul. I'm gonna see Paul for the first time. <gasps> hoping. Are I you am. going? I haven't gotten tickets yet. My but sister's I'm going, going to. this weekend, right? I've never seen him. I've never oh. seen any of the Beatles perform live. Oh my god, you gotta go. It's either him or Ringo. So it's. <laughs> Ringo. Sorry, I love Ringo. how much people shit on Ringo. Well, it's like truly it's like a symbol of friend groups where there's always one friend where you just constantly make fun of. Like that's my sister, unfortunately. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's one friend where you constantly make fun of that friend, and then everyone's like, "You're kind of being like a little mean," and I'm like, "No, I'm not. She could take it. She's an idiot." <laughs> there's that great David Tell joke where he's like, "It's uh, like, do you ever have one friend in your group that you always make fun of? Then you, f- or no, we always have that one friend in your group you feel like you should thank." For all the good times yeah. you had, because you made fun of them so much. Yeah. I just love, and that must be Ringo. Yeah, totally. Or that family guy where they like, Ringo wrote a song. I don't remember. They put it on the fridge. We're going to put it right up here. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a song, guys. Oh, that's real good, Ringo. That's really good, Kane. That was <laughs> very just good. Put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> put it on the refrigerator. That's really funny. Like, We're going to put it right up here. And then he's like, thanks, guys. Yay. <laughs> Like they have a, they've got a serious XM channel, and it's so good. But the second one of Ringo's songs comes on, you're like, man, oh, you boo. really needed the Beatles. Yeah, like you yeah. did. Like I'm sorry, man. Like John and Paul and George could have all had great solo careers by yeah. themselves, but you not so yeah. much. Poor Ringo. Poor guy. Poor He's guy. So Ringo. Yeah, what? he's no uh, Dave Grohl. No, he's Poor not. Ringo. He's no. one of the. He's one of the Beatles. He's yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's one, he's one of the Beatles. He's, he's one of. Fine. He's part of the group that changed the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's it. That's the end of uh, this episode, the Beatles yep. episode. Thank you for being on, Luke. You Thanks were fabulous. You, tru- you. You, you truly knew so much about the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> you killed it. No, yeah. that's good. I feel like I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself for missing that song uh, track. So I should have had that one. That's but all, so, all good. I'm glad I fucking got you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have logic on this show. The show, uh, because we do our own quizzes and there's times that we've not gotten a perfect score on things that we know we think we know uh pretty well and so but what we realize is because she she her favorite movie is clueless yeah stumped her got her Mm -hmm. good got me good and uh my favorite movie is terminator 2 but she stumped me she got me good Mm -hmm. and then we realize like maybe that's not our favorite thing and so maybe the beatles isn't your favorite thing maybe Maybe there's something out there you know a hundred percent it would be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine is Anchorman. I, I got 100 percent on Anchorman. And mine's Arrested Development. Yeah. I would have never known. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. think about it. I'll have to. Let yeah. us know. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Come back on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. We're gonna figure it out. We gotta test it. We do. I feel like we should test this theory with repeat guests. That's a yes. good idea. Uh, do you have anything to promote? Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, no, no. Really, at the moment. I mean, I just finished a show, so I'm in that limbo where it's like. I like I literally just finished it this weekend, mm-hmm. so I finished it, and now I'm trying to figure some, you know, what's next. But um, 
No, I, don't, I really don't. Just, right. uh, yeah, I mean, no, on my Instagram. You, you know, there's nothing interesting there. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just me. Well, just generally know if you see Luke, Luke walk to around max. town, point at him and go, that's Paul. That's hey. Paul. That's Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. We're going to hey. put it right up here. <laughs> um, he got, I'm going to be... Well, see, this is after my wedding. This comes out the 18th. So next weekend, I'll be at the American Comedy Company uh, in San Diego. I'll be back Ooh. in San Diego. Wait, when? The 25th through the 28th. Okay. And I'll be featuring, you know, it should be a grand old time. And then I got a bunch of road work coming up after that in August. My August is filling up pretty. T good, so I'm pretty happy about that. Good job, Kane. And uh, but go to KaneHollowayComedy.com, and uh, you can see that Holly. Uh, that when this podcast comes out, I have a show Friday the 26th of July at Crumbs and Whiskers Cat Cafe in West Hollywood, mm-hmm. and just go on Holly Annabelle Comedy. What is my thing? Oh, HollyAnnabelleBrown.com. Yes, is my website. Go on there and find all my dates, yeah. my dates. My coops and the creeps and the creeps. <laughs> Great. Uh, if you have any Beatles things that you want to talk, tell us about mm-hmm. quiz questions for, or if you have future episode ideas, then go to wellactuallypod at gmail.com and email us mm-hmm. right then and there. Um, and then oh, I'll save that for the episode. We're and then if you freaking love us, yeah, rate us yeah. on iTunes, guys. We need those five stars. Get those five stars. So that other people can love us too. Yeah, that's so rate us get. on iTunes. Give us a review. Tell mm-hmm. us how much you love the Beatles. Tell us how much you love the guests and the quizzes and all this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely helps put us up in the, mm-hmm. the charts. And then... Um, uh, follow us uh, on Instagram. Well, actually, Pod. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, my album is still going strong on the in the charts too. So Fuck nice. yeah! Pick up Kane Holloway can't see straight on iTunes or wherever mm-hmm. Spotify. I have the link at my Instagram at Kane Holloway. And I think that's it. I Holly. think that's it. Luke, do you have a sign off way to sign off the show? Anything, no, anything just, you want to say? Just thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? thanks mm-hmm. for being on. Yeah, thanks for yeah. Love it. Holly. I'm going to do, what's a good, name a Beatles song, I'll sing it. Um, Luke? The, an easy well, one. I was going to say, I mean, the, the last line one. of their album, which is what? Abbey Road and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Oh, that's a great that's sign off. I won't even do my sign. <laughs> Holy shit. You, you got to do that now. Oh, no, I'm going to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to do, um, What's a quick name? One Beatles song. Go. First one that comes to your head. Let it be. 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 Goodbye.